who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Matter of Stats podcast. Myself, Kobe, Billy, all with you on this fine episode. Gentlemen, how are you? Happy hump day, fellas. You guys made it to Wednesday. Anthony, you barely survived opening night last night. Billy, how you doing? I'm surprised you didn't say Wemby Wednesday. Hey, that's good. I like that. I might, <laughs> might have to use that. Yeah, Wemby's on right now. Anthony just had to have us do the pod tonight instead. So here we are. Mm, Middle Wednesday. Deal. Just a generational talent we're missing over here. Yeah, seven points. What whoopee. <laughs> seven in the first quarter. I mean, you know. Your boy's eye on posterized the Jaron yeah, Jackson po- Jr. Posterized your, posterized your defensive player of the year uh, right there. Uh, Triple J. Who's defensive player hey. of the year? Billy's. No, that's why I – see, that's why I do multiple because – You've got to hedge his bet. In case you're wrong, you got to have backups. That's why when you do parlays, you do a couple different ones. You have a backup. Oh, yeah, but, it, but a parlay only works when you hit them all. Well, that's why you have a back. What, what did I just say? That's why you have another parlay to back up that parlay. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Billy's got Billy. like like four different tiers of defensive player of the year. <laughs> Billy of the Matter Stats podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god! Love it. The the backup parlay to back up the parlay. <laughs> Do you just take the opposite of the first parlay so you just totally break even? Uh, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Maybe you should Google how to gamble. gamble. <laughs> Maybe you should Google how to gamble. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, come on. We, we gamble with you every week, Billy. Here you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm here sober listening to you, knuckleheads. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Before we get started, we'd like to remind everybody to please check out the Matter of Stats podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> our IG, and our YouTube page. I just can't get used to that, man. It's just too weird. You didn't make that awkward, I know. It's just oh, too weird because it is awkward. It's weird. Come on. No one calls it X. It's weird. Yeah, you- I know. I listen to a lot of pods, and it's weird for everybody, man, but yeah, got to do it. Man. It's weird. Got to do it. All right, let's start off with our headlines, as always. Uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has signed a new contract extension that could potentially earn him a total of $700 million in total career earnings. Not a bad yeah. gig. Not a, not a bad gig. Uh, in the WNBA, the Las Vegas Aces won their second consecutive championship, beating the New York Liberty in uh, the finals there. That was an exciting series. Top two teams. Uh, Giannis, he agreed to a three-year, $186 million contract extension with the Bucks. 
So I guess that Damian Lillard trade did the trick. He didn't even know what he agreed to. <laughs> What's that? He didn't even know what he agreed to, according to him. He just walked in, signed the paper, and walked out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was kind of it was kind of weird, yeah. I heard your boy Wendy was kind of all – he was all thrown off by that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, why, when you're going you to you end up deal. when you're going when you're going to end up a Laker anyway, what does it matter, you know? Yeah, I guess, right? <laughs> you know, I is that have to do the math on that. I don't know if we can fit that in the books right now. I have to make a little room. It'll have, don't, don't you don't got to do no math, you got to do nothing. It's, gonna, it's just going <laughs> to happen. Don't worry about it. All right. Well, hopefully. I like Giannis. I'd be cool with that. Uh, the World Series is set in Major League Baseball. The Texas Rangers will face the Arizona Diamondbacks in a battle of wildcard teams. Uh, in some other MLB news, a couple of managerial things. Bob Melvin, who was coaching the Padres, he was the manager of the Padres, will now become the new manager of the Giants uh, there in San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, fresh after their uh, loss to the Rangers, Astros manager Dusty Baker is retiring after 26 seasons as a major league manager. Pretty exciting. Pretty pretty exciting career there for Dusty. 26 years, that's a long time. That's impressive. Billy, you remember he, he managed the Giants when the Angels won the World Series, just to give you an idea yep. of how long he's been a manager in baseball. Yeah, he's, uh, what, in 21 teams as well or something like that? Or, I don't oh, know. yeah. He, he has been all over the place uh, um, in, in, in the major leagues. Uh, another NFL week in the books. The uh, Jags and Eagles win. Billy's Lions suffered a tough loss. And uh, the Panthers did not lose. Oh, how's they, oh, they run a bye. That's right. <laughs> it's a tough I loss. I thought they were going to make history and be the first team to lose on a bye. Stop. Sorry, go ahead, Billy. <laughs> it's only a tough loss if you're actually in the game at some point. Oh, no. <clears throat> they never even were in the game. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore kind of dom- dominated that game from start to finish. It was a straight beat down. I don't understand this Bob Melvin hiring either. He he couldn't do a star-studded, you know, the Padres are pretty much loaded up, and he couldn't get them anywhere. I don't know why San Francisco would go and get him, but yeah, know, well, what happened, I guess. Yep. And uh, finally, uh, some NBA news. Uh, The NBA is returning back to the traditional East-West format for the 2024 All-Star Game. So this year's All-Star Game in Indiana is going to feature the regular East-West lineups and regular four quarters and the whole deal like we're used to. So no more uh, Team LeBron and Team Giannis or whoever. So. And those are our headlines, boys. I think they did the. I think they did the East West even when they had LeBron and Giannis, didn't they? No, you like, could pick wherever you wanted. Well, yeah, yes, yes, and no. So the, you still voted East West, but then the two team captains, you know, would would vote their teams. So you would you didn't have East versus West anymore. You had Team LeBron, LeBron versus Team whoever. So yeah. now it's just now it's just back to the regular old format. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they, uh, you know, how they come up with the teams too. You know, hopefully it's not uh, it's LeBron like- and Giannis picking everybody again. You know, 
But it's so. not. It's it's going to be the mm. West players, the top vote getters will be the starters. The East players, the top vote getters, <laughs> the starters. Everyone else is on the bench. East players versus West players. What don't you understand about this? I don't. Yeah, there, there's no more. There's no more team captains picking clubs. There's just you vote for the West, you vote for the East, and the coaches pick the reserves, just like before. But then that's it. Those are your teams. They're not going to go into a draft and create teams to play against each other. Okay. I just I I just don't remember that far back. I mean, they've been doing it like this for the what last five or six years or I don't remember what the hell we were doing. Yeah. So I don't remember what the hell I had for breakfast. It yesterday, wasn't man. I know it wasn't that you act like it was like 30 years ago. Come on, man. I know. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. Right, right. <laughs> Probably had some leftover Del Taco, man, for breakfast or something, you know? Oh well, that'll do it. But hey, I got a football question for you guys. So um, you know, if you guys obviously hadn't noticed. The Jaguars are in the AFC, and that's my brother's team, obviously. The three of us have the NFC teams, and I, I saw a, a post out there that was saying something about the Jaguars, you know, could they win the Super Bowl? So, you know, what do you guys think? Do you guys think the Jaguars, is Trevor Lawrence and, and company, have a shot at even making it to the Super Bowl? And wouldn't that be an interesting uh, thing to be, uh, you know, the Jags and the AFC, my brother's team versus one of our teams. Maybe the Panthers. Hopefully the Panthers. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, don't put your money on the Panthers. <laughs> it's pretty early to say, but they do. I don't look care good. how many parlays you do. <laughs> it's it's pretty early to say, but they do look really good right now. They you know they're they're doing it on offense and defense. Um, you know they'll probably be a playoff team. Will they make it? to the Super Bowl, I doubt it. But uh, you know, they'll 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 make some noise in the playoffs, I'm sure. If they keep this up. You know, of course it's still a long season ahead. You know, the way players are getting injured right now. <laughs> Gotta hope you stay healthy. Um so yeah, like I said, it's already tough, but they look good right now. Yeah, I would say double A's gotta be pleased. They're playing really good football. Uh Travis Etienne is having a, a really good season. Oh, he's, he's their Second year running back. He's looking very, very good. Um, They've got good wide receivers. Lawrence is, you know, coming into his own as, you know, a potential top 10 quarterback. And they have a Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, Doug Peterson's obviously been there before. And he's he's known for, you know, getting the most out of quarterbacks and, you know, being a good uh, offensive minded coach. So everything seems to be, you know, working pretty well for the Jags right now. But if you're asking me, I, I still think, you know, the Chiefs are the, the cream of the crop in the AFC. But the Jags are definitely a team that could – like, if you told me the Jags beat the Bills or the Bengals or something like that or even the Dolphins in, the, in say, the second round of the playoffs, it wouldn't, wouldn't totally shock me. I could, I could yeah, see I, that. I could see that as well. But Baltimore is looking good too. Their, their defense is, is – crazy right now and they're starting to get together a little bit on offense and uh you know i heard there's a rumor that they might be going after derrick henry too so um, yeah it's gonna be really interesting the nfl trade deadline is next tuesday and derrick henry is a, you know obviously a big time running back that could potentially be on the move you know we'll yeah, have that. to uh we'll have to get double a's thoughts here in a couple of weeks when he joins uh he was supposed to be joining to talk about the upcoming uh john jones and stipe miocic fight which as you guys probably saw today got canceled uh john jones uh 
you know, is going to need a surgery and be out for eight months. So that was a headline that, um, you know, we're, we're just going to throw in there uh, on a whim, but yeah, bummer. Cause that, that was going to be a pretty big, uh, highly anticipated heavyweight, uh, UFC fight. So bummer that that's not going down, but I'm sure my brother will be down to come on anyways and talk about, you know, who's going to be on the card that, that night anyways, and talk some Laker ball and maybe some Jags. So We'll see what happens. November 7th. I think that pot is plugged it into the did, calendar already, fellas. Did you happen to see the video when it happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see like when it happened, you know, yeah. like you can you can see it's a slight delayed reaction, but he he all his weight went forward on, you know, the guy he was sparring and um just looks like he kind of lost his balance in a way and uh for for his pectoral muscle. So or the ligament that holds the pectoral to the bone or something is what Dana White said. So, I mean, it's like a super awkward thing. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I guess it was just hanging yeah. by a thread, maybe, or something. Who knows? Yeah. So, we'll see. But, uh, anyways, moving on, let's, let's get into some Lakers talk. So, our discussion for the pod, uh, Lakers losing to the Denver Nuggets last night on opening night, their uh, seventh loss in a row on opening night. Um, I'm actually a little sad that, you know, we didn't get to do this episode immediately following the game last night. I, I like to sometimes capture, uh, you know, that raw emotion and get the raw takes on, you know, what went well, or in this case, what didn't go well. But, you know, after a loss, Anthony has to crack a couple of duels and, Bust out the holy water, you know, let a day pass so that he can gather his thoughts, you know, he's got to gather his thoughts. So, so here we are a day later, the dust has settled and it's now time for us to break down the good, the bad and the ugly of the Lakers 119-107 loss to the Denver Nuggets. So without further ado, Anthony, the floor is yours. I think he traded the whole team already, but it's it's better that I harness my chi and collect my thoughts than you know you don't want me like a rabid dog right after right after a loss. I know we we've done it before. We're just like Anthony, you ready? You're like no. <laughs> <laughs> you um, say the text messages to us. Oh man, yeah, he was hot. So you're you're getting calm, cool, collected, Anthony tonight. So he's got his yeah, thoughts so- gathered. You're like, so like yeah, Trevor so, Lane. Did you see Trevor Lane's tweet? He's like, okay, so now after I've slept on it, give <laughs> his like whole breakdown of all his frustration. So it's your turn now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but we'll obviously all get a chance to give our analysis and our takeaways, but we'll do a quick little game recap. As Kobe mentioned, of course, yes, the Lakers did drop another opening night uh, game one of the season last night in Denver, 119-107. It, uh, it wasn't all bad. There were a a few few positive things, some negative stuff that we'll all get into. But a uh, quick recap, uh, LeBron had a, a solid game, 21 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, uh, 63% shooting from the field. So I know we like that. We like to see him get into the basket and not taking a bunch of threes. Uh, he played just 29 minutes. That was a little bit of a discussion uh, afterwards and on some of the airwaves today. Uh, but he only shot one free throw. So despite the fact that he was getting to the hoop, he wasn't getting to the free throw line, but nonetheless, um, you know, he would, he had a strong performance. The Lakers were, I think plus seven when he was on the floor and minus 14 when he was off the floor. So it was clearly 
uh, a night where the Lakers couldn't get a lot of other things going. Um, good game for Torian Prince, uh, 18 points, 75% shooting four for six from three. So that was, a, I think a very encouraging sign to see him shoot the ball. Well, Anthony Davis, of course, the big talk of the, all the morning shows today, right? I'm sure you saw Stephen A. Smith and Cowherd and all these guys really going in on Anthony Davis, 17 points in the first half. That's a pretty good first half, right? 17 points for the game. <laughs> that will not get it done. You cannot, if you are Anthony Davis, you cannot go an entire half of basketball against any team and put up zero points, 0 for 6 shooting. He shot just 35% for the game. That just cannot happen. Cannot happen if the Lakers are going to win games, period. It just just can't. Especially if LeBron's going to live around 30 minutes a game. Anthony Davis cannot give you 17 and then disappear. Um, <clears throat> Reeves 14 and eight, uh, Russell 11 and seven, but they both shot under um, 30. Uh, Reeves was 36 percent. D'Lo was 33 percent. Uh, Rui just six points, three of ten shooting. Uh, Vincent just six points, two of eight shooting. Uh, Rui only played 14 minutes. That was kind of interesting. I'm not really sure what the game plan was going in if that was by design or it just kind of the way that the, the game you know flowed I thought it was odd that we featured a lot of small lineups versus a Denver team that's really big um, uh, Reddish uh, Reddish was a nice little bright spot seven points in his 17 minutes uh, Christian Wood seven points in just 15 minutes uh, again not sure uh, you know why Rui and Wood only played 29 minutes combined. Um, overall, Lakers 46% from the field, 35% from three. Uh, they were 10 of 29 from the three-point line, so not terrible percentages. I think I'd like to see that number of threes up a little bit. I think I'd like the Lakers to live around 35 threes a game. So, um, But not, not too terrible. Um, but... It didn't work out. You know, Denver just, they were the better team last night. They looked like the better team. They played like the better team. And, um, you know, Lakers got uh, their work to do. Yeah, well, Denver didn't miss a beat. They they, they started where they left off, that's for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. It came out, what, 66% in the first quarter, I believe it was, shooting. Uh, We got them down to, I think, in the 48 percentage or something like that by halftime so they didn't stay hot we made some mm-hmm. runs throughout the game um that's one thing I, I i was happy about that we weren't just uh you know getting down on ourselves we kept trying to push and make comebacks make runs we were down by five then we went back down by i think it was 14 then we got back to six then went back to around 15 14 then we got back and then Eventually, it was just, you know, they, they, Denver just kept coming back and spreading that lead every time we got close. And, uh, you know, we, we just couldn't do anything to stop them. So, um, defensively, we definitely need some work. And, like Anthony, like you said, I, I don't know why we're going small so often. Um, I know, you know, we're kind of saying, you were especially were saying, where are bigs? Where are bigs? You know, why aren't they in? And uh, that's that's a question, you know. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering right now. 
um, or last night. So uh, we'll have to see what these lineups look like moving forward. I, I know Vandy, you know, being out kind of, you know, threw a wrench in the starting lineup plans, but I thought Torian Prince played very well, um, which is why with those, if he's going to be scoring like that, I would love to have him off the bench um, to kind of lead that, that bench squad. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, it's, it's only the first game. You know, some people are like, you know, in panic mode already and stuff, but it's, it's one game. There's still going to be work to be figured out. Um, defensively, definitely need some work. We, we got to figure that out because we're not going to work. That guys just pop threes, especially guarding the three. I mean, they were shooting threes like crazy. And we, we weren't getting to them. We weren't getting hands up in them. We were leaving them wide open. Um, defensively, we just looked a mess. Uh, Anthony Davis, you, you can't just take six shots in the second half if you're going to be leading this team moving forward. So um, I'm sure he knows that, and I'm sure that's, you know, that's going to change. So well, what, we got the Suns tomorrow? Right? Yeah, the home opener against the uh, uh, undefeated Suns. So uh, we'll, we'll see how these lineups, if they change them up against them or not, and uh, see what we can do defensively. And maybe we'll be better at home. Who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, um, like you said, Billy, I, I'm definitely not one of these guys that's overreacting to one loss in the first game of the season. We all know Ant Anthony was losing his mind after the first five minutes, but that's yeah. Anthony. He's, 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 he's a different breed. But, um, you know, we always, uh, you know, even on this show, don't really assess the Lakers till about 25 games in. Um, so, I mean, I'm not really concerned. We even saw Magic tweet it earlier, you know, relax, this is – Probably going to take about two months to build the continuity. I don't know if I want to wait two months, but, I mean, he did say two months, you know, with eight new guys joining the team. So, um, again, I, I'm not too concerned with this first game. Now, there's obviously a few things to be concerned about, though. You know, uh, the elephant in the room, as you guys mentioned, uh, the play of Anthony Davis, which, like you said, Anthony was talked about all day today on radio, on social media, uh, the whole nine. But uh, the thing is, to me, I mean, can can any of us really be surprised? I mean, this is who AD is. This is how how he's been, especially these past few seasons, up and down. Um, I know it can feel disappointing, you know, given the the extension that he just got over the summer, and you know some of the comments that he made recently about being you know being ready for Denver on opening night. Um, but to me, it's it's not a total shocker. You know, I I think with AD, you got to take the good uh, with the bad. You know, I think at this point in his career, he is who he is. And uh, this is why the Lakers decided to build depth around him and, and aging LeBron. So um, I think the other concerning issue here is, is Anthony, you said it, LeBron's minutes. I don't think anybody knew that LeBron was going to be on a minutes res restriction. Did you guys? No. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think the, that's, when you say, uh, yeah, nobody in the, in the outside probably knew that he, they were going to try to keep him around 30 minutes, but well, LeBron a, well, knew, the coaching what, staff knew there was. Did, well, hold on. Did he? This was the quote. He said, I guess there's a system in place and I'm going to follow it. Does that sound like LeBron knew? I, yeah, I, but yeah. no, but then at, no, but then after that, he said that, of course, you know, he and the coaching staff knew what the minute plan was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, I mean, you know, that. It's it's something that 
if you saw earlier today, I think it was on GitHub, even Wendy was like, I don't think that that's going to last too long, you know? So uh, we come out playing a few more games like that. You could probably expect there to be some sort of, some sort of switch up. But at the same time, I don't think that the Lakers staff really thought the Lakers were going to play as probably as poorly as they did or come out as flat as they did, I should say. Um, so they probably thought playing LeBron 28 to 30 minutes that, that they would have contributions from everyone else where, they could do it and it wouldn't really be that big of a deal. But when you come out flat and then you also are only playing LeBron 20 to 30 minutes, then it looks bad, you know? So um, I think that that's definitely uh, something that might be reevaluated, but we'll just have to see. But, uh, you know, apart from that, I mean, I think when you look at the team stats, there, there wasn't anything crazy off. I mean, they didn't blow us out of the water in any particular stat. Um, Billy, like you said, we kept it close at times. They were just able to go on these, big bursts and yeah we look sluggish on d almost dejected sometimes you know and i i almost wonder if that was anthony's uh anthony's favorite the the mount everest altitude you know but like i said i'm not really worried yet uh talk to me when we're 25 games in you know mm -hmm. so. I think, do you guys think that some games lebron's minutes will be restricted and some games he might play more i don't think it's going to be like an every game deal do you mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm sure part of it is probably just out of the gate, right? I'm sure the intention was not to have him play a bunch of minutes like right out of the gate. And Kobe's yeah. probably right. I think they also anticipated, okay, look, it's first game, early start, on the road, in Denver, high altitude. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not throw LeBron out there for 40 minutes, right? Now, I do think also – had the game been a tad bit closer in the final five minutes, you know, maybe, you know, or even early in the fourth, you know, there were stretches where, like you said, every time we got close, they stretched it again. So yeah. we weren't really close enough long enough. Like it was small spurts. Yeah. And I think if we would have stayed, like if it would have been a three point game for more than like a minute, Maybe you might have seen LeBron play a few extra minutes. Um, but like Kobe said, I, the coaching staff probably expected a little better contributions. And you got Reeves, Russell, Rui, and Vincent combined to go 14 for 41 and 3 for 14 from 3. That's 34% from the field and 21% from 3. So there's no way they figured those four guys who are going to play major minutes for this team were going to be that off. And of course they didn't, they didn't expect Anthony Davis to disappear at halftime either. Well, you said Rui, he only played, like you said, 14 minutes. You can't really throw him in that mix. Cause he's like you said, he's supposed to be playing all these meaningful minutes and there's all this talk yeah. about, yeah, he's one of the main pieces. Yeah. He only paid 14 minutes. Well, well, and, 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 you know, it's funny you bring all this up too, Anthony, because there was a point where it was about 10 minutes, two minutes into the fourth. So 10 minutes mm -hmm. left in the fourth where the nuggets were, they were only up by three and you yeah. see, you see, or uh, you see Aaron Gordon recover and dribble the ball out to the three point line. And literally LeBron makes zero effort to close the gap and defend him. Doesn't even put a hand up. Like Billy said earlier, doesn't even put a hand up. And, and Gordon drills a three. And so it goes back up to six. And then next Nuggets possession, Jamal Murray gets LeBron on a switch, puts up a jumper from the elbow. No contest whatsoever from LeBron. From LeBron. Easy bucket for Jamal. 
After that, yeah. it's like the Nuggets never really looked back. And to me, like everyone wants to harp on what, you know, happened with AD yesterday. Yes, I get it. But LeBron isn't, you know, uh, innocent in all of it either. You know, you play like that in a close game in the fourth quarter, you know, you, you got to live with the results. So, well, and we talked about from the, the whole game, it always felt like we were like one step behind Denver, right? We were just a step slow, you know, to, you know, some of the loose balls, a step slow on the turnovers, a step slow on the rotations. Like just felt like the whole night they were always just a half step ahead of us. And the defense, obviously, yes, 119 points. Denver shot 53% from the field and 41% from three. You're not going to beat a lot of teams in the NBA if you allow those kind of percentages. And you're right. I felt there were three plays. Remember, I we talked about it last night on the thread. I felt there were three possessions there in the fourth quarter where LeBron could have, you know, could have given mm-hmm. him a little more effort. He could have closed out on Aaron Gordon. And it's funny. I think even Reggie said, oh, you know, if you're the Lakers, you, you know, if you're LeBron, you, 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 you live with that shot. You, you want, you yeah, want, Gordon he did. He shot. said, you live with that. And I'm like, what? No, like, like, yeah. And, and I get, I get what Reggie's saying. It's better yeah. than him getting a lob dunk, but you don't give him a wide open look. I mean, at least and, you and, and contest it, it. Exactly. At least you put your hand up. It doesn't take much effort to at least put your hand up. You know, there's gotta well, be. And that, yeah. And that wasn't the play that bugged me the most. It was, I think it was a possession or two before that where LeBron was defending on the post and the ball was loose on the ground. Yeah. And he could have, he could have, it looked like from my perspective, it looked like that if he would have simply just bent down, like got on the floor, he could have easily got it, but he didn't want to get down on the floor. And then, you know, and then Denver got it and then they scored. And that was actually one where he contested. Like he actually jumped all high and contested it and it just happened to go in. So that was kind of the irony about that play. But yeah, I watched that play back. I, I didn't, wasn't really too concerned with that play because the guy that put that in, I, I can't remember his name, Brown or Brown, Brown or Brown or whatever it was, that wasn't even his man. Yeah. And LeBron just kind of got lost lost on defense and was helping. And, you know, that was what it was. But, <laughs> yeah. but Gordon was his man. And then Jamal made him switch onto him and then didn't even, and that's Jamal Murray, the arrows. And he doesn't even put a hand up, you know. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. And I, I mean, I get it. Plus seven, uh, you know, on on the game. D'Lo too was a plus one. I I like how you snuck that in there. That he was only thirty three percent from the field, but D'Lo was forty percent from three. He was one of two starters in the positive plus minus. Uh, yeah, he didn't have the greatest game, but I mean, there's not anyone on this team that isn't without fault last night. There, there isn't one player well, that you no, know, you you don't yeah. you don't let a team shoot fifty three percent and get. I think they had. I think second chance points were seventeen to four. That's yeah. That's not on one person. That's collectively everybody. Like we said, just felt like a step slow all night long. And you talked about you know Murray. I mean, Jokic had a triple double. You know, one, I think one of the things we said was we, we didn't want him to get 10 assists. Well, he didn't. He got 11. <laughs> right? Yeah. And a- Murray a- was just leaving him wide open, like too many gaps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but Murray and KCP, you're like on a, you said. You're on a crazy boy. Oh, sorry. Murray and KCP, like you, to your point, Kobe, they both shot over 60% from the field. 60%. Those are guards. Jokic didn't even shoot 60%. A lot of them were not contested. That our rotations were off. Guys were getting there late. 
it, it just wasn't just was ugly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the 80s, D, 80s D for sure. I mean, I, I watched closely in that second half. I rewatched it. It's just very, very lackadaisical. So um, who knows? We don't know. Is he dealing with maybe a nagging injury that no one knows about? Is it the altitude? Um, yeah. Yeah, is I don't he not know. there I don't... mentally? Like, who knows what's going on? So, but that's well, what it was. Yeah. And you use the word disappointing, right? You said this is, a, this is the good and the bad with AD. And, and you're right. But I think everybody was anticipating maybe a little extra, whatever you want to call it, effort, energy, focus, something, not just because of the things he was saying, but because he played and looked really good in the preseason, right? He was blocking yeah. shots all over the place. He looked like maybe he would, I don't know, maybe like come out with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, something, whatever you want to call it, right? So I think we were kind of expecting something like that and we didn't get it. And I know people like to talk about, well, they were double teaming him and the guards weren't getting him the ball. That's all fine and dandy, but you and go he in was, the timeout. He was, he was making a pretty concerted effort to get to the bucket. There was like, like a handful of times where he went to the basket and he just wasn't getting any calls. And you know, yeah, that's true, but he only took he was, six shots, Kobe. He's got, he's got to, he's got to demand more than six shots. He's got to find a way. And that to... therein lies the problem. Is, is he really going to be the kind of player that's going to demand the ball? I mean, it's just not him. It's just not him. Free... I know, but he's but you can't you can't put up a donut in the second half. You just can't. You but, can't but, allow but that not, to happen. But it's not like he went out there and didn't put the ball up. I mean, again, he he tried. He was just getting to the basket. It was awkward. He was falling to the ground, and they just weren't giving him the calls. You know, it's not for a lack of trying is all I'm saying. It's not like he went out there and was like, I refuse to shoot the ball. I'm not doing this. It's not like yeah. he did that. I mean, he tried. Well, did our team shoot? You have what, that? What, what, what he didn't do, which is I think what a lot of people were trying to get across today when you listened, that he just wasn't going down to the block and, you know, putting his hand up. Yes. You know, a big man does yes. that. Most of the time, the guard, you don't even have to say nothing. You don't have to demand the bar, nothing. You just go to the block, turn around, put your hand up, and guards notice yes. that, and they'll just they'll dump it down to you, you know. But he wasn't he wasn't doing that. That I will say you didn't see, you know. So. Yeah, he was he was. I mean, you're right. He did a he did attempt, you know, especially early in the third quarter. He was missing some shots. He wasn't getting the calls. But then after that, he just was kind of floating in space a lot, right? He wasn't really. Yeah establishing himself on the offensive end. He was just roaming in space, you know, trying to find the open guy, you know, play good team basketball, whatever you want to say, but he's the key to the team. You know, he, he's the, he's going to be the difference on what the Lakers do this year. So he's got to find a way to, uh, you know, remember when Kobe used to always get on pal, right? Like, I don't, I I don't need white swan. I need black swan. Right. (laughs) Like that's we some something has to click in AD where he's got a we don't need we don't need white swan we need black swan AD we need a something to make him you know go to a, a another level where it's where whether it's physically aggressive mental whatever but something's gotta you know gotta click where he understands I, I gotta be more dominant I gotta be more aggressive whatever. Something like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and it's, it's it's real quick. It's, you know, when if you're saying that, if you're bringing that up with Kobe and Powell, you had a guy with the mentality that Kobe had inspiring Powell. 
Who's that guy on this team to inspire AD? It's LeBron. But LeBron isn't quite like Kobe, and I don't know that he's going to be able to, you know, inspire AD to play with an aggressiveness the way Kobe could with mm-hmm. Powell. You know, so yeah. Well, someone someone has to because who because who's who else is AD really going to take feedback or listen to on this Laker team other than LeBron? You know. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. Um, you know, Billy, I want you know you and I. We, this was something we discussed too in the in the preseason too. Um, the, the like you mentioned, Billy, the small lineups were kind of odd last night against a Denver team that's that's obviously big. Even when they go to the bench, they bring in, you know, they bring in big wings, you know, a couple bigger you know players other than Reggie Jackson. So they have a lot of size on the court almost at all times. And I thought it was interesting, not just the fact that Rui and Wood didn't play a lot of minutes, but I just don't like the Russell and Vincent backcourt together. I not just for a, from a size standpoint, but defensively, I think that it limits what we're capable of doing when when they're both out there together. Yeah. Because they're not they're not elite. Vincent's not a bad defender, but he's not an elite defender, and obviously Delo's not an elite defender. So you're you're going with two small guards that aren't great defensively. And then you couple it with the fact that when they're not making shots, I, I just I don't see I don't but see D-Lo's that really working long term. Delo's six five. Well, really well, he's six four, but Vincent's six three. My point is, you're putting two you're D-Lo's putting six, two five. guards out there that he's six four. You're putting two guards out there that that aren't big. They're not big big guards. But 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 my point is, it's not just the size. If you listen to what I was saying, it's not just the size. It's the fact that neither one of them are elite defensively. So when you put them both out there together, I yeah. don't really I don't see the benefit in that because it's not like Vincent is amazing offensively. He's a solid offensive player. So it's not even like you're getting two great offensive players out there for their offense. So I, I, I don't know what you what did you think about that, Billy? I I'd have to see more, but um. You know, you make you make a good point. You got to have one guy that can handle the ball, run the offense, and you need another guy next to him that's a little bit bigger and that's you know more of a defender. You can't have two guards playing out there that when they rotate they can't. It, it's or when they switch or whatever, there's going to be easy mismatches and stuff like that. So that's why I thought Prince was going to play that role coming off the bench, maybe with with. Uh, uh, Vincent. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and I think when Vando comes back, we might see that because I think but Vando fit, doesn't doesn't solve all the problems. But I think when no, Vando it, is back, it adjusts. It, I'm hoping it will adjust some of these lineup it, rotations. But he can guard all positions. But the thing is, it, it shouldn't be all about just Vando. I mean, Wood was still available. Hey, available. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why these guys weren't playing more minutes. Rui. So um, your size is there. I just don't know what Ham's or the coaching staff's thinking was on not using these guys more. Now, that's not the whole reason why we lost this game. Um, I thought what really disappointed me was the energy in this game that we had all together as a team because Mm. going back to the playoffs, all the trash talking and stuff, and then everything after they won – and after they won the championship, they were still talking trash on us for who knows what reason. You think there would be some kind of chip, as Kobe would say, to go out there and 
play with more energy and have a little more fire under them to get back at them, at least come yeah. say, hey, we're here, we're coming back. And they didn't they didn't have that. That's where I was kind of disappointed. Like I said, I was I was kind of happy with the fight they had that they didn't completely crumble. Right. We could have got blown up by 30 the way Denver was playing. And uh, so, I don't know. I, I want to see that energy at least coming against in our home. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why we like having a guy like Vando in the starting lineup, because then it allows Prince to, like you said, Billy, be another offensive force off the bench. But now it eliminates that that two-guard lineup of Russell and Vincent in long stretches where you can have a, a bigger guy like Prince out there at times who's a little better defensively and potentially even maybe a little better offensively to counteract so you don't have uh, such a small uh, lineup in stretches. You can have a little more of a balanced lineup with, with length um, in, the off, in the starting lineup and in the second unit. Mm-hmm. You just think about this crap all day, huh? Time to go, man. Dude, 46 minutes. dude I said 35, man. You're 10 well, like, minutes like, like I told you, like, hey, like I told you guys, I, I didn't, I didn't sleep the night before. I was so excited for last night. And it's like, I, that's what I told you guys in a text. I'm like, I didn't sleep for this. <laughs> well, I looked it up. D-Lo ranges anywhere from 6'3 to 6'5, depending on where you look. So I guess we're all right. <laughs> so 6'4, <four>, see? <laughs> all right, man. Wrap us up. Get us out of here. All right. All right. Um, well, that will episode of the Matter Stats podcast. We thank you guys for listening, of course, and we encourage please check podcasts anywhere you find your podcasts. Check us out on X, formerly known as Twitter, our IG, and our YouTube page. And hopefully, we'll be back next week. Lakers will have a couple wins under their belt. You need to check your internet connection, man. You're all breaking up on us. All right, peace. Jeez, man. You all right? (laughs) Nobody gets off the call faster than Billy. He's like a magician. (laughs) How does he push the button so fast? Seriously, yeah. (laughs) I want my laptop. How does he push it so fast? (laughs) Literally, how does he do it so fast? He's got he's got problems in his dreams to get to, man. Man. (laughs) He's man, he's quick. (laughs) All right, man. (laughs) 